Well, Donald Trump and I have nothing in common. He's tall, I'm short, I'm standing on a box right now. He's white, he's, uh, I'm Asian, and he's the most powerful man on the planet. I'm the least powerful man on this planet. My wife doesn't listen to me and my kids tell me what to do. But whether we like it or not, uh, at some stage in our life, whether we're eight years old or 80 years old, we too will become like Donald Trump because we too will become a leader. It could be on the playground, it could be in our family, it could be in the workplace, but sooner or later, whether we like it or not, whether we're eight years old or 80 years old, we will become the Donald Trump in our universe. So our question today is this, what could Donald Trump and all of us here today, me, learn from the Christmas story. And I think there are three things we can learn. The first thing, oh, and we all know the Christmas story, so let's just backtrack. The Christmas story is this. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the CEO of the universe, 2,000 years ago, becomes one of us, a baby. But more than that, he was on a mission to save the world. And Jesus was perfect, so we didn't have to be perfect. He died, so we don't have to die. And now he lives, and we have the chance to live for him as he lives for us. And so if we choose to trust Jesus, if we choose to be loyal to Jesus, we can join Team Jesus and become part of his family, his kingdom, where every day we too can be Jesus to those around us, where every day we can bring a bit of Jesus' love, mercy and justice on this planet. So that's the Christmas story. So our question today is this, what could Donald Trump and me learn from this Christmas story? And here I suggest three things. Number one, from the Christmas story we learn this. It's about humility and not charisma. Now, I want you to imagine you're going for the most important job interview of your life next week. Would you wear a plain white shirt? Would you wear a solid coloured shirt? Or would you wear a coloured pattern shirt? Now, we all sort of know each other here, uh, even though we might be here for the very first time, but it's a good get-to-know-you personality profiling test, who here would wear the plain white shirt for their job interview? Oh, okay, a few. Who here wear, would wear a solid coloured shirt for their job interview? Whoa, and who here would wear a coloured pattern shirt? Wow, did you see that? We saw the, stand, the bell curve happening there, like, didn't we? Like, the majority of us went right down the middle. Goldilocks, not too hot, not too cold, just right, down the middle. Well, if you chose the plain white shirt, you're in good company because one billion Asians cannot be wrong. <laughs> now, what is it about the white shirt and the Asian culture? Well, in the Asian culture, the white shirt says, I don't want to stand out. And, if, and that is exactly what we want from a leader. According to Jim Collins in his book, Good to Great, he argues that a leader should not stand out. And you might be familiar with this. Jim Collins argues there are five levels of leadership. Level one, we have the highly capable individual. Level two, we have the contributing team member. Level three, we have the competent manager. Level four, the effective leader. And right up the top, level five, we have the level five executive. Well, what makes you a level five executive in the playground, 
in the family or in our workplace, it is this. According to Jim Collins, you have the paradoxical blend of humility and strength. See, we think leaders should be like rock stars with charisma, follow me. But actually, leaders should be self-effacing, anonymous, serving in the background. We think leaders should be like peacocks saying, look at me. But actually, leaders should be saying, don't look at me. It's paradoxical. It's counterintuitive. But it makes sense if the Christmas story is true. Because the Christmas story says that God has programmed into the very DNA of the universe that the CEO of the universe, Jesus Christ, humbles himself to be a servant leader. And we just had that Bible passage read to us. It's from Philippians 2. And it's an amazing passage because it came out in the first century and it was counterintuitive. It went against what Roman and Greek culture said. And this is what we read. It said, in all our relationships with each other, in the playground, in the family, or in the workplace, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. That's the first thing we and Donald Trump can learn, that in all our human relationships, the key is to humble ourselves. It's about humility and not charisma. The second thing we can learn from the Christmas story is this. It's about sacrifice and not gain. Sydney traffic is horrible. It does not move. So I finally did it. Uh, I've bought myself a motorbike as a my midlife crisis because you know with a motorbike you can cut through the traffic. You're allowed to lane filter. But I've since found it's no solution because the cars hate you for it. And so when I take off, they take off. When I go faster, they go faster because I want to be first, but they want to be first as well. We all want to be first. But in our human relationships, and especially if we're a leader, that's not what we should be. Simon Sinek, in his TED Talk and his book, says leaders eat last. And Simon Sinek says in our human relationships and as leaders, it's all about sacrificing ourselves for the good of the others. But he says we've mixed it all up now. Now we think and we see in leaders, they sacrifice the good of the team for their own personal gain. And this is what we do see in human relationships. This is what we do see in human leadership. Uh, so we all know this guy, Adam Newman, CEO of WeWork. This year it IPO'd and tanked, but not before Adam Newman, the CEO, got out with a gazillion dollars in bonuses that he paid himself. He sacrificed the good of the others for his own personal gain. Lance Armstrong, seven-time winner of the Tour de France, we have since found out he sacrificed the ethics of the team for his personal gain. Stephen Jobs, rock star, pin-up CEO of Apple, we've since found out he was a horrible man to work with. 
disloyal to his family and really grumpy to his friends. He sacrificed the good of the team for his own personal gain. But Simon Sinek says, a leader and in our human relationships, we sacrifice ourselves for the good of the team. Well, where do we get this idea from? Well, it comes from this simple idea that as human beings, we naturally form tribes. We form teams. Why? Because there are dangerous things out there and the role of the leader is to keep the team, the tribe, safe from the dangers outside by, how did we do this? By sacrificing ourselves for the good of the team. So naturally we understand that the leader should be the first one over the trench and then we follow the leader is the last one off the sinking ship, making sure everyone else got off safely because the leader's role is to keep everyone else safe. And Simon Sinek, he interviewed a lot of people in the military who did amazing acts of heroics and he always asked them, why did you do what you did? And they all had the same answer because they would have done the same for me. Because once you create a culture of sacrifice, you get mutual sacrifice. Once you create a culture of trust, there's mutual trust. And what happens is this. Simon Sinek gives the analogy of cows. We present a united front with our horns facing outside to the dangers. But once we stop sacrificing ourselves, we lose a culture of trust and we turn our horns on each other because a danger now comes from inside. And this is exactly what the Christmas story tells us, that Jesus sacrificed himself for the good of the team. Philippians 2 again, Jesus made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient. Why? To death, even death on a cross. The Christmas story says that Jesus, the CEO of the universe, sacrificed himself for the good of the team. But this point we think, oh, okay, with the Christmas story, I have the model of leadership. I'm to be humble. I'm to sacrifice myself. It could be in the playground, in the family, at work. But how can I do this? Well, the third thing that the Christmas story gives us is this. Christmas gives me the power to be humble and secure. As a little Asian kid, I was forced to learn the piano. Every Asian in this room was forced to learn the piano, which is funny, isn't it? Because your parents never want you to become a piano player. If you said, Mum and Dad, I want to become a professional piano player, they would go, No! We want you to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer. Well, why are you making me learn the piano? But anyway, so we all got forced to learn the piano. And I remember at the end of year Christmas party, I was a little five-year-old kid. They handed out awards to all the students and they gave out A's. They gave out B's, they gave out C's, they gave out D's, and they gave me the Encouragement Award. <laughs> now, I was only five, but I knew what that was. It was not an A, it was not a B, it was not a C, it was not a D, it was something else. But why would they give me an Encouragement Award? Well, you can imagine what they're saying. Well, we've got to give him something, otherwise he's going to feel awful. And there's this whole idea that as human beings, we need our trophies. 
We need our achievements to be somebody. And so to be somebody, we need the trophy family and the Christmas letter. To be somebody, we need the trophy Instagram holiday shot. To be somebody, we need the trophy work presentation. We need our achievements to be somebody. But here's the problem. If we need achievements to be somebody, that just makes us insecure because we can never have enough achievements to be secure. And that makes us the worst sort of leader. That makes us a narcissist leader in the playground, in the family, or in the workplace. Well, what is a narcissist leader? Well, let me warn you, and let me assure you at the same time, not every leader is a narcissist, but every narcissist will find a way to become a leader. And so if you're a leader, there's a very good chance we might be a narcissist. And there's a very good chance we're working for a narcissist. But what is it that makes a narcissist a narcissist? It's this double, lethal combination of pride and insecurity. Pride, so I need achievements to be somebody and insecurity. So now I'm threatened by the achievements of others. And if we have this, Simon Sinek says we have authority, but we're not a leader. People listen to us, but they're not inspired by us. We're a negative energy person who sucks the room of energy and people dread being in the room with us instead of being a positive energy energy leader that inspires people. Well, how can I be a positive energy leader? Well, we just need to flip around. It's the opposite. Instead of being proud and insecure, I need to be humble and secure. But how can I be humble and secure? Well, that's what the Christmas story gives us. Because the Christmas story says this, Jesus humbled himself so I too can humble myself. Jesus was perfect. I don't have to pretend to be perfect. And I have all the love and belonging I need in team Jesus, in his family, so I can now celebrate the successes of others rather than be threatened by them. So our question today was this. What could Donald Trump and me in the playground in the family and at work, learn from Christmas, it's this. We have the model for human relationships, and that's to be humble and to sacrifice ourselves, and we have the power to do it as well. This is what the Christmas story comes down to. What value do we have for the little people in our life? How do we value the delivery person who risks life and limb to give us a $10 burrito? How do we value the person who keeps our workspaces clean and tidy? How do we value the person who serves me from behind the counter? I have a friend and they can only fly business class. And I say to them, hey, whatever they're giving you in there is not worth $10,000 for the ticket. And this person replied, you don't get it. I fly business because I could never fly economy again. Don't put me back there. But the Christmas story says this. Jesus Christ, the CEO of the universe, gave up his first class ticket to come into the back row economy seat with us, to become one of us. Why? 
so he could bring us into his first class kingdom, into his family. So what could Donald Trump and me learn from Christmas? It's all about humility. It's all about sacrifice. And if I put my trust in Jesus, Jesus lives for me and I can live for him and I have the power to be humble and sacrificial as well.